0: Namaste, I am Dr. Nirlepa. I am here to represent Mahasiddha Vaidya Salayam, MSVC. MSVC is not only a clinic which treats the physical ailments. It is based on the philosophy which has its roots deep into one of the ancient yogic traditions called the Mahasiddha tradition. All the healing and spiritual traditions of Bharat are based on Sanatana Dharma, that is the law of truth. This law of truth governs and maintains the harmony and sustains higher development. The rishis, the ancient seers, controlled their senses and mind, tuned their smriti to Sruti and understood the relation and the interrelation between the visible spectrum and the invisible spectrum. They also perceived the governing laws which govern these spectrums. If I am not clear in any point, please do let me know so that we can either translate in the language or I can repeat the same point just to make it clear so now let us once understand what is the visible spectrum and what is the invisible spectrum visible spectrum is the spectrum which is made up of the five elements in sanskrit it is called pancha bhutas five elements earth water fire air and space this whole creation is made of five these five elements in different ratios. The invisible spectrum is the governing principle of these five principles, these five elements. Recording in progress. So the visible spectrum is made up of five elements and the invisible spectrum is the spectrum which governs these five elements. It generates, operates and destroys these elements. Let us take an example of any living being. For example, if we take a rat, the physical form which we see is made up of the five elements. The functions it does the movement it has, everything is sustained by the invisible spectrum. When this life force behind the rat is withdrawn, the rat physical form starts decaying. This shows that the life force or this invisible spectrum sustains the physical spectrum. So it plays a very vital role in maintaining our daily life. Any doubts which I need to clear? Or am I clear with the words of visible, invisible, and the transition? Right. Any? Okay. We all might have pondered many times what is the purpose of our life? Why are we here? What is the purpose of life? Why are we born? Vedas give, always give the purpose of life as Jeeva Brahmaikya. Jiva Brahmaikya. The word Jiva means individual self. Every living being has an individual self. Brahma, in simple terms, can be explained as universal self, which is higher than the individual self. Yoga, yogis and rishis laid a path to unite this individual self into the higher self. This process is called Jeeva Brahma Aikya. The path given is yoga, and the principles to follow on this path are called Yoga Sutras. Thus, yoga is the science of self-realization. Now, in order to attain this self-realization, we need healthy body, healthy mind, in positive spirit to lead this body and mind into the self. Here the importance of Ayurveda comes. Thus the rishis laid importance to Ayurveda. By Ayurveda, I do not mean the treatment, medical treatment which we all know that happens in the regular basis. Ayurveda is the science of life. It mainly aims in the restoration of the wholeness to inner self so that we can attain the higher self. It helps us to give the optimal health and makes our body and mind ready for the yogic quest. So we have seen the purpose of life and importance of yoga and Ayurveda. Thus, we understand that Ayurveda and yoga are the integral parts of each other and they together help to serve the purpose of our life. Ayurveda has many sets, many types of teachings. One of the teachings is Ayurveda Hrudaya, which means the essence or the core principles of Ayurveda. This was discoursed to us by Aswini devatas, that is the divine physicians. Hence, it is called Asvini prokta. These, there are 27 core principles which mainly explains this, Asvini, uh, this Ayurveda hrudaya. The first principle starts from ekam, that is one, one cell, omnipotent cell for example, and then the 27th principle explains about the evolution of amino acids. In philosophically, we can understand the nakshatras. The nakshatras are related to the amino acids in our body. Mahasiddha Vaidya Chikit Salayam, treatment and therapeutic principles based on basically these 27 main core principles. Um, We have already gone through the purpose of our life that is to attain the higher self and the importance of Ayurveda. Ayurveda is necessary to maintain the harmony between the body, mind and spirit. By this we help, can we can easily attain the higher self. So now, let us try to understand more about Ayurveda. Shall I? Shall I continue? It's very so, good. good? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. So, is okay. 50%. That's why. <laughs> no, everybody. When you get one laugh, the translation is wrong. Means everybody understood. <laughs> 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 I, uh, higher self. It was translated with sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody laughs because everybody <laughs> understands higher okay.
0: okay, so as we have already discussed about the visible spectrum, being composed of the five major elements, that is the earth, water, fire, air and space, Ayurveda categorizes in the physical form these five elements into three vital principles that is vata pitta and kapha so these elements are combinations of the the three doshas are the combination of these elements vata is the combination of air and space element Pitta is majorly the fire element. Kapha is the combination of water and earth element. In physical level, these three vital principles play a very important role and uh, governs many functions of the body. Vata, in simple terms, is the principle of momentum. Any movement movement of hands, movement of nerve impulses from one nerve to another nerve, Vata is responsible. Pitta is the transformative principle, the metabolic principle. We always understand metabolism as the breaking down into the simpler molecules. But Pitta is a transformative principle. That is, there is continuously a change of state in our body. We may or may not be aware of it just to get absorbed and assimilated by all kinds of cells and all kinds of particles in our body there is continuous transmission and changes of state and for this principle of Pitta is very necessary. That's what the Pitta means, the principle of metabolism. Kapha is the principle of secretions, hyposecretions, hypersecretions, regulation of all the functions depends on the secretions. It can include the neurotransmitters, the endocrinal system, the hormones, etc. So, vata, pitta, kapha are at the body level. These are again connected with the mind, with three gunas. Guna means quality. Three qualities majorly divided into three qualities. That is, sattva, Second quality is Rajas, third is Tamas. Sattva is creative principle. Whenever there is a new thought which comes into the mind, new emotion takes place in the mind is Sattva. It is very subtle and soft. Pitta is, uh, sorry, the um, uh, Rajas guna is comparison and passion, the drive. Of the creative principle to put in a specific direction. Is deal with Rajoguna. Tamoguna is resistance. Now the word resistance is very tricky word. Resistance means it should resist the negative changes. At the same time we should be ready for the transformation. So the positive quality of Tamoguna. The positive quality of this tamoguna is to resist the negative influences. And uh, the positive quality of Rajoguna is to change according to the ch- along with the change that takes place in the universe. I would like to explain again. We have, ex- we have dealt with three principles of mind sattva, rajas, and tamas. Sattva is the creative principle new thoughts, new emotions or anything which starts the creation is the sattva guna. Rajoguna is the the directional force of the sattva guna. In the right direction, when the creative thought is made, it goes into the manifestation. Otherwise, we are always in the thoughts only. We never manifest what we think or what we feel. That manifestation energy is from Rajoguna. While we manifest, there is always the influences which come towards our towards ourselves, like it can be positive or it can be negative influences. So the resistance to the negative influence is the Tamoguna. Every guna has the positive and the negative qualities, which will be explained as we proceed further. Is the trigunas clear? I hope. So the three doshas of the body are again in relation with the trigunas. Vata more related to sattva guna, pitta more related to rajo guna, kapha more related to tamoguna, positive qualities. Now, the human is not made up of a single dosha or a single dominating dosha we are always a combination of doshas our combination is determined at the time of our conception at the time when our mother and father conceive the sperm and the egg that determines the state of the tridosha state of the sperm and the egg the mind state of mother and father determines our constitution to maximum extent that is called our internal constitution or prakruti our nature the three doshas and three gunas are based on the ratio sometimes the pitta is high we, we, we name it as pitta three we compare like pitta three vata two kapha one so all there is never an element is never absent always there are the three elements are there but in a ratio which is completely dependent on the mother and father Thus, um, forming of uh, you know the formation of the child is a very important process as it determines the constitution of the kid, of the baby. In Ayurveda or in the ancient India, there were practices to rejuvenate oneself, to detox oneself before they plan for the babies or when before they plan for conception. Considering this concept in the mind. So the prakruti is the combination of three doshas, it is unique and individual to every one of us. Though two kids are born to the same parent, they have their own constitution. Even the twins have their own constitution because they do not, even we take two identical twins, they do not react in the same way to one incident because there is the difference of the prakriti. So it is so individualistic and unique, just like our fingerprints or just like our genetic codes. So this is prakriti. So we have understood what is health. I mean sorry, what is uh, three doshas and how they constitute our prakriti. Shall I proceed for the next or do we need to take a pause or any doubts which I have to want to make to qualify? I have noted two questions of Aswini Devata's. Right. Okay. It's okay. Now let us once understand what is health. Um, Acharya Susruta, um, he gave a good definition of. He gave the definition of health and the factors which maintain the health in a form of sloka. Agnischa, samadhatu, Indriya indriyamanaha, tatvah swadhiyate. Now, I would like to. Ex- I have put the slide so that the, each words are taken as a simple components to explain what factors maintain our health. Our the human is a multi dimensional being we need many factors to work in harmony to maintain the whole health first it states sama dosha sama means in equilibrium or in balance with in balance with our prakruti our constitution so we have the reference for every health everybody's individual health is their own constitution so the doshas as we have already explained, the three doshas. Vata, Pitta, Kapha, the combination of these three doshas should be in equilibrium with our Prakruti. Our lifestyle, our habits or our profession should be in such a way that these three doshas are not disturbed to uh, have a good health. Next is Sama Agni. Sama is again the equilibrium. Agni is the fire principle. Agni is the transformative energy in all present in all of us. It helps to change from one state to another state. This change occurs continuously in our body and mind. So uh, Ayurveda defines Agni in th- totally thirteen types of Agni. One, three, thirteen types of Agnis, majorly divided into three. One is called Jatharagni. The first Agni, that is the fire at the region of the stomach, the feel of hunger, the fire or the metabolism which breaks down the complex food molecules into the simpler forms for absorption and assimilation, is Jatharagni. It mainly happens with Jatharagni. That is the first type of Agni. Second major type is Agni, Bhuta means cause, that is the five elements. These five elements also keeps on transforming into one another based upon the necessity, based upon the functions which we do and everything. Even the food we take is again made up of five elements. So these elements, the tattva also needs to be assimilated and transformed in the proper way and in alignment with our prakriti. Uh, to explain this, uh, suppose we are dealing with the pra- prakruti of vata, pitta, kapha, where vata is higher principle, pitta is like v3, p2 and k1 for example, then in uh, vata is the combination of two elements, space and air. Now the foot which is taken should be more in balance with vata the food that get, uh, that we take should nourish vata neither it should excess exceed the from the level or it, neither it should go down so the vata v3 p2 k1 should be maintained the agni should be always in balance with that with that principle third agni is dhatu agni which we will be dealing as we move to the next phrase. Am I clear with the Bhutagni and Jataragni or anything which, any doubt regarding that?
1: So if I take, um, um, if I have to balance the, uh, the air, then does it equate to eating a bird or not?
0: Eating a bird? bird. No, no. That's not related. No, no. uh, The bird. I mean, why you had you asked bird because it flies in the air or no? It is its habitat. It definitely has more uh, vata principle, but we have again there is a division. Everything we have to check if what is the combination. For that we need to understand what the five elements are. Here by five elements we do not mean air, space, and all the principle the main essence, the tattva, that is the essence of vata, the essence of air element, is movement. So we consider that and then take the food. So next is samadhatu. Dhatu is the seven constituent elements of the body. The seven basic elements. They are rasa, rakta, mamsa, Madja, Asti, Medha, and Sukra. There are the body, our whole body is majorly made up of these seven constituent elements. Rasa is the ch- kail juice that uh, the first uh, digestive fluid which we get. Uh, there is no proper in um, medical allopathic term for rasa actually. We some say it is as kail, but it is the first. I mean the first uh, essence we get as soon as we digest the food second is Rakta We can say it as blood Mamsa is the muscle The muscular constituent Mamsa, Madja is the marrow Anything between the two bones is Madja Marrow, that's a bone marrow Asti is the bone The essence of the bone The constituent elements which makes the bone Is Asti Medha is the fat tissue, the brain, the um, uh, anywhere where where we need the fat, the the visceral fat, everything comes under Medha, which is equally important. And finally is Sukra, it is the most subtle form of the matter, that is the reproductive fluid. In female, it goes with the ovum and in the male, it is more with the sperm and the fluid. This is not actually the sperm. It is the constituent which makes the sperm. It is a very subtle part of the physical thing which I am speaking about. Okay. So every food we eat transforms from one state to another state, nourishing the each state. Now, some foods, for example, some herb called Aswagandha is a Rasayana. In Ayurveda, they term it as Rasayana. That means it nourishes all the seven sta- seven dhatus, and finally converts into even more subtle matter of ojas. We will discuss about ojas in the f- further. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is. Oh. Okay. Fine. Time. Clear. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So uh, as there was no translation do any any repeat do you want me to repeat something dhatus or tridoshas trigunas anything Good Okay Okay so we finished samadosha sama agni sama so these three should be in alignment with our prakriti Whenever there is a transformation or whenever we cook, there is always an byproduct which comes out. There is always a byproduct. It can be useful or it needs to be excreted. Either it can be transformed into another product and be utilized by the cell, or we need to eliminate the product. Right? So the 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 product or the which we need to be eliminated are called mala. That is the urine, the feces, and the sweat. Transformation is very important. At the same time, excretion also plays a very important role that is detox. That which is not excreted is toxin. That which blocks our nourishment is called toxin. The proper elimination of toxin is a very important um, mechanism to maintain our health. Thus, these four states are mainly explained by Sushruta Acharya Sushruta was an old surgeon of ancient surgeon from the ancient times of India he was the first surgeon of uh, yeah so now the body is maintained with these factors along with the body's health mind health is equally important to tell the person is healthy or to feel that we are healthy thus Uh, importance of mind is explained in the second line of the sloka prasannatme indriyamanaha indriyas means sense organs senses we relate to external world or the physical world to the mind by five senses eyes ears nose uh, tongue and skin through taste uh, touch and all the five senses We could, we can relate our external world into our internal world The discipline and self-control of these five senses Leads to the contentment of the senses and mind Self-control and discipline gives the contentment of the mind Giving the real happiness of the mind Only when the mind is in the happy state We, we are healthy We are always in the, um, as we are in the world, there is always this turmoil happens, like some things we like, some things we don't like, but getting back to our state is what we need. We do not say that reacting to something or reacting to an uh, emotion is ill health. Getting back to our normal state, getting back to our pleasantness is health, not uh, lingering in the same matter or staying in the same emotion for longer time is more of psychologically disturbance or it will cause the imbalance of the health. So um, healthy body and healthy mind and the factors which maintain these are the Doshas, Dhatus, Agni, the proper excretion, the proper functioning, disciplined functioning of sense organs, and finally the self-contentment. All these things are needed to attain our self-realization. Any doubts? Okay, so this was about um, health and our prakriti. Um yes. Yes.
1: The sixth sense. Yes. How does that relate? You're talking about the five. Uh, sixth sense is nothing
0: sense but, but sense. the mind.
1: Okay, in All right. All right.
0: Yeah, so uh in order to get into the sixth sense also, we need to be balanced with the five. Mm-hmm. Excess use of any sense will These five senses are again related to five elements. These are nothing but the gunas of the five elements. For example, earth's property is smell. It is related to our smell property, I mean the smell sense. So if we use any of the excess, if there is an abuse of any sense organ, then we have a lack of that element. Rishis based on these five senses could develop their healing therapies. Integrated medicine was always an integral part of the ancient healing systems so five sense organs are very important to Connect the two different dimension I mean there is every everywhere There is a point where which connects the two different dimensions and sense organs play the important role to connect the external and the internal and the mind is the um, All lead to the mind so that's a, Mind is a sixth sense. Okay, now I would like to ask a question. I have taken two potatoes from a same plant. One potato, I put it in the bowl and put in the kitchen. Second potato, I cooked the potato and then put it in the kitchen. After some days, what will happen? after 10 days?) Okay. <laughs> What could be the reason? What could be the reason of you boil it, you heat it. Yes. So what did we do with the potato? What did what happened that it went we heated it? What happened there that it had to lose its completely property?
1: The state. Destroyed.
0: <coughs> yes. So The vital principle, the vital force which is present in the normal potato has been transformed or destroyed when we have cooked and put it for 10 more days, when the vital principle is gone or the vital force is gone from the cooked potato, it became the breeding ground for other organisms making it more rotten, other parasites. This vital force play a very important role in maintaining our health. Lack of vital force, we lack uh, the connection between our Prakriti and thus we became the breeding ground for other invaders. It can be any parasites. We only see the expression of the parasite stating that as infection. We should definitely clear the infection, but at the same time deal with why that parasites are being grown here that is the main point homeopathy majorly acts on this vital principle or this vital force to rebalance the vital force the whole homeopathic system has been developed to rebase on this okay now from ayurveda from our prakruti, that is from our constitution we are next moving into our health we know what is our health the factors which maintain our health importance of the vital force and lack of vital force causes or starts the, there starts the imbalance now we will travel to what causes the disease why are diseases happen what is the disease imbalance factor is based on lack of a guna guna as I mentioned before is a quality when one quality decreases the opposite quality raises for example no when there is no light the light decreases the darkness increases lack of light leads to dark lack of heat leads to cold there is no two components called heat and cold it is just the lack of the quality called light the lack of quality called heat which leads to the opposite quality similarly Lack of good leads to evil, gives rise to the evil. The basic principle which we follow uh, is to fill up this lack of, to understand the lack of the principle at the body level and the mind level and try to fill up this lack of in the patients or the persons to restore the health. Now what happens when there is lack of an element? It causes imbalance. We Um, uh, That there is a disharmony between the body mind and spirit lack of an quality leads to imbalance this imbalance causes disharmony the link the harmony which should be present between the body mind and spirit is disturbed this disharmony leads to disorder there was an order when everything was functioning that leads to some disorder leading to the dysfunctioning. This dysfunction manifests or we experience as dis-ease, lack of easiness, the flow, the flow with which we used to work has been disturbed. That is dis-ease, which we say as disease and expressed as symptoms and signs. Symptoms and signs are just the language of the whole process And the final product or the final feel which we get to express that I am in disorder or I am in disorder. Thus we are completely disaligned from our prakruti leading to disalignment from our self. This deviation is called vikruti. I would like to repeat it again. How the process of disease or the symptom has come up. First, there is first it begins with a lack of some quality, it can be physical or emotional. Due it can be due to our any lifestyles or any lifestyle problems or due to our food, that can be that is another subject. But the imbalance or the lack of a quality leads to disharmony. Disharmony between the body, mind, and spirit leads to. Disorder. The disorder gives dysfunction, we are unable to function efficiently. Finally, we feel we experience that this is disease and express it in the form of symptoms and signs. This whole process is the disease, it is not a sudden which we As many patients, which when they come to us, they say, suddenly I was good till now. Suddenly this happened. Even the infection is not sudden. We have uh, in our body, the bleeding route has been prepared from long due to the lack of the principle or the factor that led to the infection, which made you uneasy. And then you have the symptoms and you have noted this as a infection. So this is the whole process of the disease just like prakruti is individual i mean the unique and individualistic disease also is individualistic i can explain this with a small example abscess do you know what is abscess yes clear about abscess right yeah so um, according to the present medical system medical system abscess is an infection which is true Right, It is infection, but Ayurveda see in different view also. Ayurvedic Hrudaya see it in a different view also. Abscess is infection, but what does that abscess, how is the abscess? If the abscess is very painful, you are not able to move, then it is the type of vata type of abscess. Yes, because the movement has stopped, so there is pain always vata's pathology is pain if the abscess is red inflamed and has a burning sensation it is more of pitta kind the pathology of pitta is always combined with inflammation kapha is there is no pain much pain there is no much inflammation but it grows slowly slow and steady and finally Starts secreting the pus or some kind of sec- fluid from the abscess. That kind of abscess is more of kapha kind. So the kafa pathology is more of discharge. Thus we individualize the person. We individualize their health. We individualize their disease. Now based on these three things, we decide our treatment. The infection is just the expression of the vital principle imbalance all the three are called infection but what type of infection what led to infection is the next important point so any doubt with with the the disease health so we have dealt the three major major points Prakruti. what led to what is health what led to vikruti what led to the disease and how it is expressed
1: Pra and v, can you
0: explain what they mean? Pra, pra is anything good, anything uh, holy, like holy, more uh, sacred, sacred. Yes, like sadam is food. When it is prasadam, we say prasadam. When, that means when it is offered to the god, and when it's taken, it becomes holy. In, that means it doesn't have the there the physical more than the physical food, the essence of the food comes in. V is anything which is out of the way, which is in the order it goes out of the way. Vikruti, Prakruti. Prakruti is the one which we are when we are connected with our essence. That's why we are connected with the self. When we deviate, we are out of ourselves. We lead to other diseases. Okay, I would like to give a five minutes break so that. Next, we will get, we'll be getting into the Pulse diagram, Vahasiddha tradition, the Sanatana Dharma, the law of uh, truth. We have covered all these things already. That's why I'm just, just revising. Law of truth, how it governs, from which uh, the rishis have taken the, and compiled the knowledge. And then uh, the purpose of our life, what, what the Veda states. And then the integral part of yoga and Ayurveda, how are they connected? Uh, the basic principles from which MSVC has started its therapeutic based on which we have developed the therapeutic principles that is the Ayurveda Hrudaya. Then we understood Ayurveda, Tridoshas, Trigunas and their connection. We we came to know about the Prakruti that is our constitution and then uh, what is health from the view of Sushruta, the Acharya Sushruta. We took an example of uh, potato, where we understood the importance of vital force, which mainly uh, governs the health, and then we understood the process of the disease and the symptoms, the importance of symptoms and disease. And the individual, the main essence of telling from prakruti to disease is every individual is unique on his own. Everybody is th- therefore it is very difficult to give a generalized explanation or generalized treatment to the dis- to the diseases or to the persons only when we approach based on their Prakriti or based on their constitution individualizing their disease we can uh, give the proper treatment next part where I would explain the treatment you would understand what I mean by this. Why we need so much individualism. Everybody is unique. So we need the individualism. Uh, we have seen the complexity, how the diseases and health are. I mean, it is not a single factor or a single step based on which we can decide if the person is healthy, if this person is not healthy, if this person has imbalance or if he is having any disease. To uh, Just by seeing the symptom, we cannot... Uh, understand the depth of the disease, the depth of the disalignment that has happened in him. So, M.S. Mahasiddha Vaidya Chikit Salam has adopted one of the ancient miraculous tool of diagnosis called Nadi Pariksha, the pulse diagnosis. Now, let us try to understand by what is pulse diagnosis. Though we are all unique in our way, we all are interconnected. Anything, everything which happens in the universe, also the the same mechanisms, the same processes happen in our body. All the process in the body which happens in our body, again, it happens in the cellular level. Thus, we are connected with one another. We are connected with the body. We are connected with, our body is connected with the mind. The body is connected with the energies and we all form like a network. Any disturbance in one kind of, uh, like in one (coughs) spectrum leads to the disturbance at some level in the whole interconnected network. This interconnectedness plays a very important role. Uh, To explain the Nadi in a a simpler way. Every cell or every cell has an antenna Every particle has an antenna which receives the information and which repels the information the receiving of the information Which is needed for its own? Nourishment or its own development is accepted and the repeller repels the other information Similarly in our body um, There are two points according to Ayurveda which is called Somatmaka Ojas and Agyatmaka Ojas I repeat again the two two points called Somatmaka Ojas Agyatmaka Ojas are the two points which are the receivers of the mind information the information from the mind into the body this is approximately situated at the two organs which has sacs sac the organ along with the sac in the sac, that is the heart and the pineal gland. These are the two organs which have a sac with a fluid in it, with the fluid in it. These fluid has special crystals called piezoelectric crystals. So the agyatmaka ojas and somatmaka ojas, the two interconnecting points of body and mind are present in the heart and the pineal gland. These two glands are again different because they, have, they are sac-like structures. They have fluid which has piezoelectric, piezoelectric uh, crystals in them. These piezoelectric crystals serve as the antenna to uh, process the information that is broadcasted from the mind into the body in the form of biorhythms. These biorhythms can be perceived by nadi these biorhythms are present it it sends the signals all over the body which can be perceived by nadi any lack of element or lack of mineral in the body or any change in the body change the biorhythm at the same time any change in mind or any disturbance or imbalance in the mind again change the biorhythm thus we Interpret, perceive the patterns of the biorhythms through the practice and interpret the change that has happened in the body and the mind. That is the connectiveness of our body. I mean, the way we under, we understand the nadi. Is it clear? S- yes.
1: Uh, which gland specifically?
0: Pineal. Pineal no it, it pituitary then pineal it's
1: yes. actually
0: the medical present medical science has a very less knowledge I mean they are still researching on the pineal gland yes yes but but the its functions are whole spectrum but the practices which were uh, you know, done by rishis were majorly based on the pineal gland the heart The heart perceives all the human emotions The pineal gland perceives higher emotions It is the converting or the antenna point of higher emotions That is the major two difference between these two So these piezoelectric crystals change the biorhythms And thus through Nadi we can perceive these uh, changes We see Nadi in both the hands Right hand and left hand. One hand, in a male, right hand denotes the body, left hand denotes his mind. In female, left hand denotes the body, the state of the body and right hand denotes the state of the mind. So that is a, from which we understand what are the changes, what is the prakruti and all. So uh, in body, we mainly concentrate first, it, 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 we see the Nadi at seven levels. We totally see in the seven levels. We first identify what is the prakruti of the patient, of the person, because the whole basis of the treatment is realignment of the prakruti. Thus, we first locate the base point, the base prakruti of the patient. And then, al- along with the prakruti, we understand the state of tridoshas, we can understand the state of dhatus, there are even sub levels in tridoshas which is called sabdoshas, like five types of prana, I mean five types of vata, five types of pitta, five types of kapha, which uh, determine various functions of a body. We also understand the state of each organ. Each organ is again related to an element. Each organ has a dominating element in it. For example, liver has a domination of pitta, generally. But based on your prakriti, how much dominance of pitta is needed? that is what is determined at the organ level. That can also be perceived through pulse. So these are the four-five factors which we basically work with the pulse. In the mind, we basically depend on trigunas, the sattva sattva guna, rajoguna and tamoguna, which I have mentioned at the beginning of the seminar. From the trigunas comes uh, seven major qualities of the mind which um, the ayurveda or the yoga desi- divide, uh, explains as arishat vargas the seven main emotions kama krodha lobha moha mada matsarya and avidya this is the basic principle on which we analyze the mind these three the sattva rajo tamo ratio in these emo- in these seven kinds of uh, emotional or mind states determines the state of the mind of the patient generally in, when in balance it needs to be uh, in the same pattern as we are in the, as the body pattern is the same ratio of the body pattern should be in the same ratio of the mind pattern. then it is in the alignment state the type, the rhythm, the rate, the pattern of the pulse, the strength of the pulse, the bala everything should be same in both the hands. Then the body and mind are in harmony, which is 90% not possible in our days, of course. (laughs) So that is what we see in the pulse. So uh, we have given the brochures where we have explained clearly what we see in the body and what we see in the mind. Pulse explains us or helps us to understand the person which even the person doesn't know about himself. Very, some, some things only we are aware of, but something in the background we, doesn't, we also never pay attention. So, that helps that in that much depth the pulse diagnosis helps us to know about a person. That, that's why one of the pillars of Mahasiddha Vaidya Chikit Salayam is this pulse diagnosis. So, that is about uh, the pulse. Now I would like to proceed for the treatment. Any doubts regarding this? anything? Anyway, I will be taking the pulse for who have, who who all wants to take the pulse for on 21st. I would be explaining it again. But still, I just wanted to know the base of what is the pulse.
1: Harishadwar girl, can you put it in English
0: so that? Karma is. There are seven types of uh, there is totally seven types of uh, arishad vargas in one way one way in simple, easy way i can say it's emotional states seven one is karma is desire out of way i, I this is all the negative qualities of lust. the it's not lust sir it's not lust kama is not lust Ka- anything desire to the excess to that to that extent that you are ready to do anything for that that is karma to that extent That when it is not fulfilled, that desire is not fulfilled, you get krodha, you get anger. Krodha is the emotional state where when this is not fulfilled, you you lose your balance, you lose your harmony and react. That is krodha. That is anger in in English term. It can be, again, there is, because it is not, uh, there can be many degrees like anger, rage, Uh, Again leading to hatred and all this comes in the krodha only. Then lobha. Lobha is greed. To have something for ourselves is quite necessary. To have to want to have everything only for us is lobha. Only I want this is lobha. That is the state of lobha. And then moha. Moha is any kind of attachment, attachment to anything beyond the control, beyond so that you pay complete attention only to that attachment and destroy everything else. That is moha. It can be anything. It can be physical, it can be emotional, it can be to a person or it can be to anything. So, kama, krodha, lobha, moha. Mada is one kind of pride that only I will have this. One kind of arrogance, yes. One kind of arrogance where only I have this and only I should have this. Nobody else should have this so that my my pride is maintained. That is the next degree of emotional imbalance. And finally, Matsarya. Matsarya is manipulation. Manipulating to fulfill all these things. We go up to an extent of even maybe killing somebody or that is the higher extent of the mental state. We do not stick to anything. We just want our things to be done. So that is how we categorize the degrees on this. Again, all these seven are, uh, are the ratios or a combination of sattva, rajo, tomo, gunas only. Regarding the mind and body and regarding the pulse, if we want to explain, it is completely a different class because we need to understand each element out of it to understand what it is. So this is an outline of what we see in the pulse. Okay, so next, and last seventh is avidya, that is ignorance, only when we are ignorant we do all these things. According to Veda, avidya is the main cause of all these six type of negative emotion states. If we are enlightened or if we are, we know what are we doing and we with the proper knowledge or proper jnana, we can get back to ourselves. Because when we work with mind, it is 50% in the hands of the doctor and 50% in the hands of the individual. So we treat or we help with the balance of the mind through flower remedies. That is the tool which we use. Because that is that is the best soothing way which helps to treat uh, or overcome their trigger factors and all so this is about the pulse diagnosis next let us go with the treatment what MSVC okay this will explain the last so whenever a, a patient comes to us we see the following major things major six or seven things we see the patient as a holistic person we don't See, it only, only his body or if he says, like, I have this pain. We don't only concentrate on the pain. We try to understand, uh, analyze both his body, his mind and what is his spir- spirit towards. Towards a positive drive. Does he have a positive drive or towards a negative drive? Next, we give, adapt an individualistic approach. Thus, we understand the prakriti of the p- person and also the nature of the vikruti. Then we concentrate on the epigenetic factors, which I will be explaining in the treatment part. Epigenetic factors also play a very important role in modifying many things, in modifying health, in modifying disease, everything. We not only concentrate on the disease conditions or the whenever the uh, only the imbalance, but we also help or counsel the patients to work for well-being because well. There is more to do in life. With well-being, body and mind, we need to uh, attain the purpose of the life because of which we are born. So that is what we suggest. And then we support the body to heal. We do not replace or make you dependent on us. The dependency is mainly based on the mind. For example, there is whenever we get diabetes, We are prepared, it's a lifelong disease. 80% of the population, they say, no, it's a lifelong disease. Yes, we got a disease which we need to carry it as long as we are there. So we are indirectly putting in the mind that I accept the disease completely, which is, according to me, should not be there. Any, or whenever it's a cancer, it's a life-threatening disease. We accepted it. Nothing is life-threatening or life, I don't say it is not danger. But it is, it is not right to accept it right in the beginning. It is, uh, to fight the disease is the first thing. Autoimmune diseases can never be cured. It is the point which is inception, the, it is incepted in the mind of the patient before the treatment starts. Be prepared that autoimmune diseases will be there lifelong. Nothing is lifelong as if it is lifelong, it should be there from the beginning, from the time when we are born. But it, it didn't happen. It happened suddenly, something triggered which led to this. So our view is to uh, make the patient understand and prepare the patient to heal himself. Only the one who can heal himself can heal. Then only we, we can only support that patient. We cannot heal him completely if he is resistant to the healing. So that is very important factor which we deal with. Now let us go with the treatment. so uh, these are the uh, list of the seven levels which we check body three doshas sub doshas as I mentioned each dosha is again divided into five doshas based on the elements I have mentioned that dosha is a combination of element again it can be divided into five doshas sub doshas so the total we get 15 and then organs mahadhatus Uh, We have discussed already about the dhatus, that is rasa, rakta, mamsa, majja, asti, medha, sukra. That is the food when we take, it gets uh, gets nourished into the constituent elements. And finally, it gets converted into ojas. That is one of the mahadhatu, ojas, tejas and prana. These are the three main components which is present in every cell. They are the real immunity of the body. It is present in every cell. I will deal with it in, the, in, in a short while. And then through the mind pulse, we go with the emotional and the mental state, the negative emotions. Like if there is krodha in a person, then what is the range of the krodha more? Everybody, everyone has anger. Everyone has anger. As I say, it should be back to normal. That is important. To carry the anger, to carry that emotion burden and reflect it on our daily activities or on some other activity is an imbalance. So, that is about negative emotions. Each emotion is again stored on or affects organs like anger affects liver, fear affects kidneys, worry affects lung. So, this is a simple example. These are connected in that way. Moods. There are majorly seven kinds of moods, fear, uncertainty, lack of interest, uh, loneliness, uh, then uh, over over sensitive to external influences, uh, despair and despondence and last is over care for welfare of others. This is also mentioned in the batch flowers. But here these seven moods are connected to again chakras. Okay, and then to the body, to the endocrine glands. <laughs> so that is why how we understand the moods. And finally, Arishad Vargas, which I have already explained. As I have mentioned, regarding the pulse diagnosis, to know it in an even detailed way, we almost may need another day for, to get it. So this is just an outline of what we are doing. next treatment the journey from prakruti, that is our own constitution to vikruti is disease the journey of disease similarly the journey of treatment should be from vikruti to back to prakruti. just uh, in a free rope you know rope when there is a knot formed if we name it as a disease in order to untie the knot the knot in order to untie it we should take it take it back in the same way it has been formed if we try to do it in another way we may end up in another knot which is not so advisable so to unwind the way it has been started is the best way or friendly way to get back to the health for that we it is very important to understand the path or the cascade of reactions that led to the disease symptoms are only the language or the final expression of the disease just like the fire alarm when the fire alarm starts uh, starts it's uh, when it's it it is active or it, it starts shouting we say, we think The fire is there. Is some fire, um, and we are alert. We are in the emergency situation, and we go and find where is the fire and try to extinguish the fire. Similarly, symptoms are just the sacred messengers which conveys to us that there is some problem in our body. It is equally it is important to elevate the symptom, but it is equally important to know what led to the symptom so by extinguishing the fire is similar to understand the seat of the disease which led to the symptom seat of the diseases can be the dysfunction of organs and the organ systems next after we extinguish this fire we need to understand from where does this fire came fire came and why did this happen what we generally do is We try Either we break the alarm To have peace Or We extinguish the fire And we, f- we feel that The treatment is done That is We treat either the Directly the symptom Or We try to treat What led to the dysfunction But equally important Are the causative factors Which led to the dysfunction That means When a problem comes to us We need to dive deep We need To understand why this has happened, here in our clinic, we try to understand the whole path of the disease. We do not only seek the temporary solution, but also try to understand the permanent uh, root cause which led to the disease, the causative factors and the root cause which led to the imbalance. By correcting them slowly in accordance to the prakriti we can get back to our own state that is swastha swastha swa is our own state in sanskrit swastha is health it is termed as health so what they mean by swastha word is to be in align with our own state so not we should also we should not only deal with the symptom we should deal with the symptom the seat of the dysfunction or the seat of the disease then understand the causative factor which triggered this dysfunction so that there is no repetition of it. We have the abscess, we cleared the abscess, we removed the whole infection and we, are, we just leave the treatment, then it will repeat because we have the ground for the disease to develop again. So it is important to clear the ground and that happens only when we are realigned to ourselves. That is the main path which we follow. So, we take care of the symptom, we take care of the seat of the function, I mean, the seat of the disease, the cause of the and the cause and the triggering factors which lead to disease and the root cause of the disease. When we talk about the causative factors, uh, am I clear till now or do we need a break or all fine? All good? So, I can continue. Yes. So, uh, coming to the causative factors, it can be many, Uh, generally, when we go to the medical doctors right now, they say this is genetic to you, diabetes, you have your father and mother, yes, Uh, then it is genetic to you. Genetic is many things, but predisposition is very normal because we are from our parents, we are from the genetic line, but what made it trigger is more important and that is epigenetics. The environmental factors which trigger the gene to get activated is important. And in order to treat these type of diseases, we deal with the epigenetic factors. Nowadays, in these conditions, epigenetic factors play a very important role. It can be as in the form of food adulterations, the food toxins, or the radiation, the Wi-Fi, 3G, 4G, 5G, Everything affects our health, everything makes us in the imbalance, all other factors. But we cannot change the environment. Sometimes, Maybe to some extent, but sometimes it's beyond our scope to completely clear the environment. Then what should be the solution? How to deal with the epigenetic factors? Any suggestions? Because you cannot uh, remove the radiation from here. Then what would you do?
1: I love the radiation. <laughs> no, seriously. That's how I cure it. Love and respect Love and respect it. And then it changes effect me. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, um, what we believe in is to be, to build our endurance. We cannot change the environment. What about the pollution? Same thing. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, but I also
1: take care of my environment.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <That's what laughs> so that. So how you do it? <laughs> <laughs> that is the point.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, no, we adapt by increasing our endurance to the stress. Okay. We should never think to reduce the stress, or we should not. Instead of working towards reducing the stress, or reducing or changing the environment, along with that, it is equally important to increase our stress tolerance. That is what we call tolerance. It can be oral tolerance for food allergies. It can be emotional tolerance for the psychological issues or it can be anything. So it is equally important for the patients or for, for us to be stress tolerant. When kids, with the kids, we see that they should be, I mean, they should be brought up very carefully. They should not face any difficulties. Every parent has this in the mind but what we feel strongly is, they should be able to face any kind of problem. It is not that they should not face any problem. They should be ready to face any kind of problem without losing their state. That is the main essence, that is the real immunity which we want to explain in the best way. So similarly for the diseases and for that, lifestyle and diet plays a very important role. By the diet now, the diet has a nutrition in diet uh, is a very big subject in right now world. Some says we should have calorie free diet. Some says we should have uh, carbo, carbo, uh, carbohydrates free, low carb, low fat, only protein. Based on what? Based on what we should decide all these things? I don't say this is wrong. I mean, I don't say that uh, lack of I mean low carb is wrong. For whom the low carb is suitable? That is important. For whom high protein food is, impo- is necessary. That is where the individualistic approach is needed. What are we? We need to understand that. What is our function? For an athlete, protein diet is necessary. Protein first, because he has to have the muscles. He has to run faster. And then he needs to have energy. Then comes carb. And then comes the fat for him. For the mind workers, we need good fat. And then... Carb and then comes the protein. When the mind worker starts taking good protein, he has problems. And when the run or when the person who is more want to be physical fit want uh, starts taking more fat, he has problems. So, this depends on what our tattva is, what our essence is, what our constitution is. Based on that, we have to decide the diet and the nutrition. Lifestyle and nutrition plays a very important role in management of epigenetic diseases and triggering factors We also explain to the patients that uh, When we are treating a disease some factors are towards the growth of the disease I mean towards uh, the disease and some factors are towards the growth of our strength We call it as rogibala and rogabala roga means disease the strength of the disease Rogi is the one who is suffering from the disease. Just like yoga, yogi, this is roga and rogi. Rogi is the person who is suffering from that disease. Now, it is like a tug of war between the rogi and the rogi strength and the roga strength. When the strength of the disease is high, it is difficult for the patient or the rogi to overpower it. At this stage, generally, when we receive the patient, we are at this stage only. Where the roga is high, rogi is low, the strength of rogi is low and the strength of roga is high. At this point of time, we give them the diet which supports his strength. And we ask them to uh, restrict the diet for some days which increases the strength of roga. For example, if the patient has come to me with the pains, the uh, the osteoarthritis, In that case, we asked him, so osteoarthritis, pain. Pain is majorly the symptom or the pathology of vata imbalance. It can be because of excess of vata or because of decrease of vata. So this pain, what we suggest is to avoid them potato. And one more vegetable which is called colacacia. I don't know if you know it or not. It is available in India. Uh, But uh, these two are high in vata. These two are good for the persons where the vata is low. So we ask them to avoid this for some days till the disease strength decreases and your strength increases. And we ask them to take pepper because pepper increases the vata's uh, positive principles. So that's how we manage the epigenetics, or uh, that's how we manage the diet. And support the diet towards the healing we decrease our main aim is to decrease the Rogas strength and increase the Rogi's strength homeopathy also acts to decrease the strength of the disease ozone helps in decreasing the strength of the disease and then we need to nourish the Rogi so that his strength increases and he overpowers him automatically that is what I meant by last uh, in the last slide by support them in the healing. We are not healing it. We are just supporting him with the healing and with the body so that it heals on itself. So that is about epigenetic factors, the importance of lifestyle and diet. Any questions, any doubts or anything which you want me to re-explain? Okay, so uh, next we talked about endurance, stress endurance. Stress endurance happens only when we are in alignment with our prakriti, whether it is body or whether it is mind. So as we take you through the treatment and realign yourself to the... To your Prakriti, we automatically became stress-endurant. We are, we are able to take up any kind of stress. Even if, if while treat, for example, while treating osteoarthritis, I have asked the patient to clear up the... Uh, after he finishes, after he gets relieved of his pains and everything, we should ask him to take potato. And see that he is able to overcome that Vata Principle. by that. That's what we do. Because the patient should be able to take everything... And based only on his choice, he should manage his diet. Not based on the allergy or intolerance of the body. Two different things. This is not tolerance to the body, is disease. It's imbalance. Because of your healthy choice and because of your conscious decision, you don't want to take this as it affects your health, is a choice. And sometimes, even if you take, it should not affect your health. Or even if it affects, it should be for a temporary change. And you should overcome it. That's what we describe as endurance. So we make the patient stress endurance at the body and the mind level. Emotions, the people around us are always same. I mean, we do not um, expect them to change. Rather, we expect our trigger points to be decreased so that we are emotionally endurant. We are emotionally better. Next, the major point comes is the psychosomatrix. Psycho means mind. So, matrix is the body. In our experience, after seeing the pulse at the, both the levels, 80 to 90% of the patients are Im- have the imbalance first in the mind, which reflects on the body. The diseases which reflect from mind onto the body are called psychosomatic disorders. 80 to 90% whether we are aware of it or not aware of it these are the major diseases which come through best example best two examples I can give in give is IBS irritable bowel syndrome The patient who is has irritable bowel syndrome starts from the emotion He has a triggering factor um, In 80% where I have seen he has a doubt to pass the stool like he wants to finish his work but he, in his mind, he wants to be confident that he will not have to, be go, to stu- go to pass his motion again. So he evacuates his stool and then sits for a serious work. This slowly develops as a an habit. And whenever he feels full, he wants, to de- he wants to go for the passing of the stool. <coughs> uh, uh, did, uh, I mean, is it understand? Could you understand what I said I expressed? Just like I, so that leads to the irritation of the bubble. The bubble starts getting irritated as long, as soon as there is stool in the bubble. So that trigger factor started from the mind. So we have cleared many cases uh, by approaching emotionally to him.
1: (laughs) The (laughs) translation is too bad. Too bad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is an unhealthy and unwanted conditioning at the same time.
0: <laughs> okay. Next example is UTI, urinary tract infections. UTI, you are aware of UTI, right? Urinary tract infection. What mm-hmm. is exactly? More- Infections, urinary infections. You have burning urination. Infection. how many infections? UTI. UTI. It is very common. Once it starts, it goes com- on repeating for the patients. Actually, this uh, we have um, uh, we have observed a strange psychology when we give them the food. I mean, when we ask them for the food, when we, we have dinner with them. For example, if we have we put a fried rice. You have you have idea about fried rice? No. Yeah. Vegetable fried rice, right? So they pick up some vegetables out and eat the remaining food. So they are very picky in food. They definitely suffer from UTI. The sele- I mean, we have a choice of having the food. But when we take a fried rice, we should take it as a whole. Otherwise, we don't take fried rice. Two things. But taking the fried rice and picking some vegetables out is, very, is a unique quality which we have observed. And that patient will definitely have UTI. Like, for example, you have ordered a pizza, you pick it up, tomatoes out, and then you eat the pizza. That, that picky nature is uh, an indication or a psychosomatic indication of UTI. So this is what we have observed. We generally ask them and it matches with it. And so we, in order to clear off the infection, we need to first clear the mind, which gives the ground for the bacterias and viruses to stay in. And then clear the infection will give a permanent solution, I mean, at at least a long term solution. So, that is how this mind works. Uh, Mind, mental, uh, along with the mental strength, mental endurance, and acceptance of all kinds of uh, emotions or all kinds of conditions is very important to have the mental health. Um, Acceptance. Of wrong emotions is also very bad. I mean, like I said, uh, cancer is a threatening disease. It cannot be cured. Parkinson's is a lifelong disease, or you're old, you will get this disease. I mean here it's a very conditional way of seeing the disease. Every old person need not get a disease. So we have to keep our mind open to healing in order to proceed with the healing. Thus, mind plays a very important role in healing and in uh, overcoming the disease. So, psychosomatics, we deal mainly with the flower remedies because the flowers have the frequencies which resonate with our mind. So, it like a baby, it easily... uh, like we nurture the baby, we pamper the baby and make it understand to do things. Flower remedies very soothingly helps us to manage our emotions. We have done many schizophrenic cases, based results only in one month based on that. I mean, the person wanted to go for suicides, 15, 16 years kids, uh, suicides, I don't want to be mingled with anybody, I'm shut in my room. That was the condition. By usage, only by flower remedies, we could clear and he's back to the family. He'll not change his nature. I'm not saying he'll, he'll, he'll completely change his attitude and he'll become a completely different person. He will not change his prakriti but he will not be in vikruti he will be he is mingling with he is a loner but still he uh, at least mingles with the family he doesn't have that suicidal or the destructive uh, you know the mentalities and all with the flower remedies so we got a very good results with flower remedies um, in one case where we solved was um, she had a hearing problem one person had a hearing problem and when we gave the flower remedies based on the pulse and everything We gave the pulse for her uh, another issue, but we dealt with the this, and she got back her hearing to twenty to thirty percent in a month. So that is a very amazing results which we got. Uh, One, I mean, like my husband has treated one case where the baby was uh, a a kid, small kid was also again deaf. He fell down in uh, as soon as he gave the flower MD that they started water coming out of his ears. When asked about it, they said like in 2-3 years back, uh, he fell down in, the, in some water, water part and he was about to uh, drown and, and that after that from that time, he started losing his ear. So that was a shock which led to this. So that was the results which we could get with the flower remedies. So 80-90% to 90% cases, even in the cases of some cancers, we can get fast in the healing. Make them prepare towards the healing with these remedies. So that is what we follow. Next is important is nourishment. We finished um, the line of treatment. Then epigenetics and epigenetic factors. The importance of stress endurance, the disease of the the rogi bala and the roga bala, the disease strength and the rogi strength, psychosomatic, the importance of the mind and now let us go with the nourishment as long as there is a toxin in our body it blocks the nourishment toxins generally mimic the nourishing molecules it block the cellular receptors and do not allow the proper nourishment to enter into the cell by nourishment we do not mean only having healthy food if we clearly observe Digestion is a five-step process first is ingestion that is to have food in To have food in that should be a wholesome food the diet etc second is digestion that is to break whatever food we have taken into the simpler molecules in a proper way That is where the factor of Agni comes in or the digestive enzymes in another words Based on the Agni, the digestive enzymes release. Third step is absorption, which happens in intestines. Again, the intestines is whole a good, um, a good own subject on its own, which nowadays is coming as gut health. That leads to the proper absorption of the nutrients. Fourth step is assimilation. We always are up to absorption to the maximum, like we check our serum levels for vitamin D, we check iron levels for in the blood for vitamin D, vitamin I mean, iron levels in blood, everything at the serum level. The food which we have taken has gone through the elementary tract that is the gut, led into the blood, but from the blood needs to get into the cell. Only then the nourishment is complete. Cellular nourishment is very important, cellular nutrition is important, and for that, Right now, there is no diagnostic test which indicates that there is cellular nourishment, complete cellular nourishment. It has to be only understood either by symptoms or by the dysfunctions. Huh? With pulse? With pulse is more beyond, which will even lead to the many other things. But just I am just letting you know that cellular nourishment is important, and there we have adapted the therapies of IV nutrition therapy where we induce vitamins and minerals, wherever it is necessary, in order to quicken their repair. When we deal with the treatment, yes?
1: Um, can I ask a question? Um, I know that in um, our western understanding the hospitals, the vitamin D thesis, thesis is very controversial. Yes. Some doctors yes. like believe, yeah, I, I would say it's a little bit of a belief, like every type of medicine, um, some, They want to treat everything with it and some they neglect it completely. So mm, for me it would be very interesting to understand how um, your thoughts about the vitamin D factor um, in this concept.
0: Vitamin D, um, I will definitely not say that every disease can be dealt with vitamin D. But vitamin D is an important factor to deal many diseases. because. It not only is the nourishment for bones, when the vitamin D is, is around 30 to 40 level, it helps to strengthen the bone. That is, it carries the calcium from the blood into the bone, which is very important. Once the deficiencies of the bone is completed, it is equally an immune modulator. The function of, of vitamin D is as immune modulator. That's where the vitamin D importance comes and its contribution in many diseases. It is important to maintain the vitamin D levels to some extent, but I, that's, I, I do not say that it is a cause of everything. But it's an important factor to maintain because it affects the immunity. And when it comes to immunity, we have only partial cons, uh, perception about immunity. Whenever I say immunity, everybody thinks about WBC. The lymphocytes or the the WSBC, it is only a part of immune system. The immunity is completely different kind of spectrum. As I have explained before about the Trigunas, the Sattva, Rajas and Tamoguna. Immunity is a positive Tamoguna quality of the body. See, Tamoguna is resistance, resistance to change or resistance to change is called Tamoguna. Immunity is resistance to negative change at the body level So it not only Require only at the time of infection it requires at the time Almost at every time wherever there is a cell repair around each cell around in every way So we know that this immunity is only at the blood it is a part of the immune system which is in the blood. Which has different kinds of cells like T lymphocytes and everything. T memory cells. We reached up to T memory cells. But every cell has its own immune bound. Before it de- gets destroyed, it can be like in the form of anti, um, anti-radical system. The antioxidant system. It has, it's small, small, we can, uh, which helps in the ozone. So that activate. It is nothing but an immune at the cellular level. For that also vitamin D is needed.
1: Already helps you understand better. One more question I have with this: um, in in the Western hospitals, we often have the discussion whether high dosage vitamin uh, D is beneficial or rather it's a hoax. So this would be very interesting for me to understand if in India you also probably yes. have the same discussion between the yes. parties. Yes. Yes. How would be your thoughts about this? Question
0: inside of this system. vitamin D high levels of vitamin D are needed when autoimmune conditions are there but we see another hormone in order to decide the dose of high dose of vitamin D how much we can go to the body it is again individualistic depending upon the parathyroid hormone levels we decide how much this patient we can go the high uh, how much high dose of vitamin D we can go to the patient we never go to such a level that parathyroid hormone goes down below its normal. As long as it is in the lower end of the normal and we can supplement with the higher dose, the problem doesn't arise. In fact, it helps in healing. It helps in healing many kinds of autoimmune conditions. But once this is losing, then this may cause some disturbance. But with high dose of vitamin D, we definitely ask you to avoid calcium rich food. So this is all conditional. See, uh, in YouTube, there is uh, generally people speak about one herb, it is good, it is true, it is good, but for whom is the question, similar is the vitamin D. Vitamin D is an essential element which we need to maintain, but for the how much we need to take depends on our parathyroid hormone, our calcium absorption and on what does this depends is our prakriti. The patient with more of kafa condition do not need high levels of vitamin D, if you can observe this with uh, like by by the end of um, i mean just by 40 or 50 units of vitamin d your parathyroid will go down for them that is enough to finish their uh, function of vitamin d in a full spectrum but from, for especially vata patients they need vitamin d in high quantity till you take the vitamin d levels to 80 or 90 your parathyroid hormone doesn't go down your vata doesn't get balanced i mean when you come to the osteoarthritis case if the patient is more of vata type we need high levels so for us, the guide starts, I mean, the guidelines is through pulse that makes us easy so that we do not miss the line, we do not miss into the toxicity part. Because we could, that, so that is the best tool which we which will guide us to limit our treatments. See, no treatment is perfect, or no treatment is complete. Whatever the patient need based on his problem. If suppose more of emotional kind, more of flower therapy, vitamins and nourishment comes at the second or the third level. When the bo- more is of the mind is f- better, and absolutely lack of nourishment, we start with the nourishment. Completely individualistic approach is what leads to successful treatment, as in my belief.
1: Thank, thank you very much. So, do I understand it right that these nutrition um, therapies are made uh, uh, IV? Mm-hmm. And are they um, individually mixed for the patient, yes. like a cocktail herb? Yes. Or a decoction, or are they already pre-made? No,
0: we mix it individually. We never take we in our clinic. Uh, we do not form. Uh, we do not take in maximum uh, the ready-made mixed things. We mix it individually. I decide. I mean, we decide based on the patient. How much is necessary? For sometimes we give high dose vitamin C, but for some time maybe. We have prepared based on the severity of the patient's condition two doses of high-dose vitamin C in in a week But by the way he Mm -hmm. recovers along with the internal medicine and the one (coughs) dose of vitamin C If it is necessary or not we decide and then only we give otherwise we Just support the body and let the body heal only when the body asks we give So it's completely individualistic Okay one more, one more. I have one more. Question. Yes? D, uh, because we live in a place very dark in the winter uh, with a very much lack of sun, uh, we need to take the vitamin D right to, to balance. Yes. Is it possible to get this vitamin D from the food inside or we need it to supplement? No, vitamin D is not available from food inside. Um, but in, in traditionally, we they used to give sesame seeds. Yeah. Uh, that? Uh, and sesame oil is a good absorption of vitamin D See uh, in order to completely utilize vitamin D not, It is not only necessary to take the tablets Along with the tablet you need to have a good health of the skin Because it is from that medium the vitamin D goes in As you are taking the tablet the skin plays do not, do not play a role Next is kidney and liver It should metabolize it in a proper form to get absorbed and hold it for long it should not be in such a way that you are taking vitamin D for suppose regularly because it's low and when you stop again, it falls back to the low. You should be able to maintain it at least with very minute doses. Then it is fine. We have observed a strange thing that after corona infections, vitamin D levels are drastically down for everybody. Everybody, irrespective of anything. This Vitamin D, B12 serum ferritin levels go down these three things which we observed, that means what we could understand is because it is an viral I mean the spike protein might have blocked the receptors which hold at the cellular level so that is how we So food helps but especially in the vitamin D levels if you need fat also to maintain the good vitamin D compulsory you need a fat because it's a fat soluble vitamin Good uh,
1: which huh? vitamin? D one, D two, D three, D four, D five? D three. D three. But if we can can't be uh artificially created D3, it can only be created by the by the same yeah, via UV light. Yes. It's the only way Yes.
0: Yes. yes.
1: So if you want to give it via IV.
0: No 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 we don't give an IV. So vitamin D three, we don't go with IV. So we
1: just give D one, D two, D four, and D five but, what but I con- what is contained in the tablets
0: that you take d2 form d2
1: form. then it gets converted
0: into d3 yes That's good. Yeah, you be.
1: This
0: and we never give IV I mean we never give because it's a more fat soluble molecule we give either through IM okay. muscular okay,
1: yes.
0: so that it's it absorbs we never make it through IV I mean we haven't practiced it yet
1: okay,
0: yeah I know it is given in the other uh, things but we need to you could, yeah you you do. yes we, we mainly stick to I M because it is more absorbable there yes, first preference there then the second one okay sure. so that is the importance of nourishment and immunity also so uh, the su- spectrum of functions of immunity is not only fighting of infections but also to help to repair and to build the immunity so that they are resistant to the negative influences. To bu- that is the positive quality of tamoguna, which is adapted. Tamo- tamasguna I have explained. I hope you remember. Yes. Okay, <laughs> okay. So that positive quality is the innate quality of the immunity. So immunity is a very good... Uh, at the cellular level, it is called Ojas. It is given by... The ojas element, the I have explained like Saptamahadhatus, out of that the ojas, that gives the immunity to each of the cell. The ojas, tejas, prana of each cells help us to know how much this person is able to heal himself or to heal from infection or how much he will be resistant to the infection, which can be understood through the pulse. So, uh, this is a list where we have uh, given the factors which we deal during the treatment. First, we understand the symptoms uh, and try to clear the dysfunction of the system. We take the symptom only to that extent where we can clear the dysfunction of the present system. Secondly, we try to balance the tridoshas, the elements because by balance of tridoshas only we can enter into the healing way otherwise there will be a lot of resistance from our body side to accept the healing and the body gives symptoms we realign to back suppose it is more of pitta patient is if more of pitta patient we need to first decrease the pitta tridoshas are explained in the form of six major pathological states that is Every dosha, like every principle has its seat, original seat. Like vata is placed always in colon. Pitta has its seat in liver. Kapha has its seat in lungs. This is its natural state. When we are, suppose we are, I am eating potatoes regularly. I am continuously eating potatoes regularly for an year, for two years. I am without any, this, then the vata starts raising up. That is called vata aggravation. We start the vata. It aggravates aggravates to such extent that it starts overflowing from its teeth and gets into the blood. That is what we call rakta vata. Blood is a medium where it can take the dosha to anywhere. Anywhere where it is weak. The ad- Here the main point is when one dosha aggravates or increases, the other dosha decreases. Because the gunas of the three doshas, the qualities of three doshas are interlinked. For example, Vata is more of cold and dry. Kapha is also cold, but it is not dry. It is oily in nature. Pitta is oily, but not dry. It's hot. So every dosha has six qualities, six gunas. That is what I mean by guna, the quality. So, dryness is what we see as a symptom, can be due to increase of vata, increase of pitta, or decrease of kapha. It is more like an equation interrelated. So, one as you go down, another will go up. So, we need that is why we need to make it a balance. We will neither completely reduce the vata, nor we will completely increase the vata or increase one dosha. We need to put it in a balanced state. Because while we do like a seesaw, when we are increasing, we are trying to decrease the dryness completely, the oily states increases, go out of proportion. So it is very important to understand what is the problem. Whether this prob, uh, whether the patient has lowering of kapha, high vata or high pitta. So the tri- balancing of tridoshas and subdoshas plays a very important role in the treatment, which is guided by the pulse. mail. going through the treatment uh, approach, which we go through. Uh, we are at the gut health. First, we have understood the treatment of the symptoms. Now, the importance of tridoshas and subdoshas to balance and its necessity to balance. Third is the gut health. Um, gut is... Uh, The health of the gut plays a very important role in almost all cases because it is one kind of junction for even emotional seats. Uh, It is is also called a second brain. The gut is called the second brain of um, the human being. So uh, by gut health, uh, we start from north to south. We start healing from the north Mm -hmm. to the south, right from having good nourished food, to wha- How it digests, how much of HCL, if salivation is good, if you drink more water while taking the food, everything matters in this. When we evaluate the gut health, um, then uh, how much of HCL is there? Do you have the bloating problem? Then if it is a bloating issue, HCL and everything is not is an improper condition. Then the intestines, the proper production of digestive enzymes, the proper production of pancreatic enzymes and also the right amount of bile. the uh, uh, Liver plays a very important role for the assimilation and emulsification of fats, which is very important for gut health itself. As the food passes into the intestines, and small intestine and large intestine, this is the major, along with the digestion and absorption, it plays a very important role in building up the immunity. GALT, G-A-L-T is a system which is present at the gut level which is a first step of immunity. Um, Even before the things reaches the blood, uh, the lymphoid tissue which is present at the gut level filters lots of um, bacteria or the unnecessary toxins. There is another type of uh, immune at the gut which we say as IgA, immunoglobulin A, uh, which is non-inflammatory which is very important for us because non-inflammatory immune response is the first type of response which can uh, clear off many kind of uh, diseases. Only when the gut health or semi-permeable nature of the gut is disturbed, then only the inflammatory response starts. This is the main seat for many kind of food allergies, autoimmune conditions, neurodegenerative disorders and even um, cancers and all. But we concentrate on gut health even for psychiatric conditions because it has serotonin levels. The important neurotransmitter to maintain the proper emotional health. Um, So gut health plays a very important role in our treatment. Next comes the liver health. Liver is the largest organ of the body. Um, Along with that, it's a very vital Organ, um, it is seat of many functions. It is the seat of hormones. It is the seat of uh, endocrinal functions. It is seat of metabolic uh, metabolism. It is also the seat of agni. The all thirteen agnis which I spoke of has its uh, nourishment from the liver. Proper liver function makes the agni proper function properly. Uh, it is also a seat of a kind of pitta, one kind of pitta called Ranjaka pitta. It, I mentioned like there are five kinds of vatas, five kinds of pitta, again, five kinds of kapha. Out of that, one of the five kinds of pitta is called Ranjaka pitta, the pitta which maintains the blood in red color. It is responsible for that. So, that pitta it has its seat in the liver. The whole pitta dosha also has the seat in the liver. And also the liver is directly linked to the mind. The mental astral frequencies are linked with the liver. So liver is a very, very important organ. And it is the first organ to detox any toxin which comes into the body. So this health of the liver is a, a last thing which we generally consider nowadays. Any food we eat has to pass through the liver before it gets assimilated in all the cells. So, the liver is in continuous stress. It is very important to see the health and detox the liver timely to function it in the best way. That is the next consideration. Um, coffee enema plays a very important role uh, in liver health, which is a simple technique which we can do. Uh, it, is, it also activates the vagus nerve. Coffee. Vagus nerve, yes, coffee enema. Mm. Ozone. ozone Rectal ozone is the best yeah, best way of... Sure yes. Um, <coughs> next is... Uh, yes, coffee enema. It's a decoction Coffee. Coffee, coffee. Grounded. Enema is not drinking the coffee. No. No, no, He was drinking. I didn't have enough enema. No. 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 <laughs> 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 no. Actually, vagus nerve uh, is a very important nerve which helps in parasympathetic activation. It is uh, an important nerve which uh, which is activated when it is parasympathetic system of nervous system is activated. Nowadays, we are more towards sympathetic system of our whole reactions, our whole activation is more of sympathetic. Generally, sympathetic nervous system is activated when there is stress level. It is, it, it, um, it is fight and fright reactions, everything comes from sympathetic, but actually we need to be more into the parasympathetic system of reaction. We should react or able to handle the stress in a calm way, in a way where we should not disturb the adrenaline levels. So that is where the meditation comes in. The person difference between the persons who do meditation or practice meditation or have good is they have their parasympathetic system activated more than the sympathetic when you are activating your adrenaline frequently you tend to go into the chronic fatigue syndromes your adrenaline fatigue starts the, generally the stress reaction is just an emergency button it needs to be dealt only when the situation is triggered to that extent that you have to either fight with it or you have to just run with it run away with from it it we should not be activated in every small and uh, PT situations to have uh, to same to that extent. I mean, small, small situations we should not react to that extent that either we have to, uh, that our retinal and rush runs in. So, that is where meditation helps you with. It balances our meditation and even the yoga asanas, helps in balancing the sympathetic and parasympathetic system and also. Keep ourselves to the parasympathetic reaction more compared to the sympathetic. Uh, That is about the liver health. And next is Agni. We have already discussed about it. Um, uh, It is an important part of our therapy treatment system. Then it strengthen the organ system which helps in removal of toxins. Now detoxification is an important process to maintain the health. We mainly categorize uh, the treatment in three ways. detox repair and nourish and third is rejuvenate regenerate restore rejuvenate and regenerate three things out of that first is detox first we remove the block that we remove the unnecessary toxin which uh, causes the issue in order to uh, cons- in order to pro- have the process of detox we have six major systems of detoxifications we, through the pulse we understand what system of detox is uh, need to be activated in the patient so that his detox is in a pleasant way it should not uh, it does not cause of adverse reactions which generally happens when in the process of detox i mean any reaction which should not disturb our daily life that's what i mean by that so the, the detox should happen but at the same time we should be able to carry our daily processes so, for that it is very important to strengthen the, the organ which is responsible for detox and it is individual and it is unique to each one of us. For some skin is the major organ, for some kidneys, for some liver depending on our constitution. So before we go for the detox, we need to understand which organ is it and uh, so that the body can soothingly excrete the toxins out. Um, second, Next is the cellular health. We have already mentioned about the nourishment. We only are considering nowadays only up to the serum levels. But the real treatment or the real healing starts when there is cellular nourishment. Cellular repair needs to be done. That cellular level has to be handled. Um, That is what we take care when we see about cellular health. And IV nutrition therapy, ozone therapies help us to do this in a best way along with our um, the internal medicines. So, all the internal medicines are mainly directed towards the cellular health. It's not only works at the se- serum levels. Next, Dhatus, As already I have explained the seven constituent elements. It's about that, the health of the seven Dhatus are important. Next, about the immunity. Sub- we support the proper building of the Mahadhatus, who- which are responsible for immunity, the Prana, Tejas and Ojas. Um, next uh, immune sensitivities hypersensitivity is also a disorder we sh- to react to hypersensitivity uh, this hypersensitivity reaction in mind or body both are related the people who react to s- small things or hypersensitively definitely have an hypersensitive immunity which is now increasing to the allergies tendency in patients that leads to the Uh, allergies, which which needs to be restored. Um, And next is the restore proper immune function for efficient stress management. This also I have discussed because that is what I have mentioned as tamaguna, if that is clear. So, that is about the immunity. Next important point is homeostasis. Every function, whether it is uh, immunity, whether it is secretion of hormones, have a regulatory factor. One is production when necessary. One is to stop when when it is high. Who regulates it is a regulatory mechanism which happens, which is called bioregulatory systems. In our body, two systems take care of regulation. Hormones, that is endocrine system, nervous system with neurotransmitters. So as long as these two systems are in the right way, maximum disorders do not occur. or The first disorder starts from, the lack of homeostasis. When these systems start dysfunctioning, this, uh, the disease settles in our body, otherwise, it will not settle down in the body to cause us such an inconvenience. So, ev- almost every disease we finally have to correct the nervous system or the endocrine system of the patient because definitely there would be a disorder, maybe subclinically. We cannot. Uh, Put it in a clinical way, like uh, in the blood disorder or through the blood reports, but subclinically, there would be definitely some problem with this. And the last is the psychosomatic. So, this is the treatment approach and the treatment factors which we go through. So, the whole of Mahasiddha Vaidya Chikitsalayam treatment stands on majorly three pillars one, the holistic and individualistic approach considering the prakruti of the patient and the disease. Second, to understand the deep cascade of the patient and the depth of the patient, we use the pulse diagnosis. Third, is integrated therapies. We do not oppose any therapy or we do not say this therapy is wrong, this, com- this therapy is not to be done. What, it depends completely on the patient. Right time, right selection of therapy for the patient gives the solution that's what we believe in that's why we have adapted integrated therapies actually this was the integral part of ayurveda they used to have they used to decide the type of therapies based on the five senses if there was as i have exa- uh, already explained if there was an example in, uh, there was imbalance in vata dosha they used to more go with the sound therapies more of space element disorders there are uh, there used to be light therapies so that how the integrated therapies were there in the fr- past. Now due to the medical systems and various conditions, everything has taken up its own individual path. But when we took look at it together, everything served the purpose of our own. Our body is the best example of integration. Each uh, organ has its unique way of developing, its unique way of functioning, but everything serves the purpose of well-being. Similar are the therapies, which uh, which generally are, when they work together, we can solve the problems in a better way, is what we believe in. So that's, that's why we have the integrated therapies. These are the therapies which we generally follow, but it's not visible, I guess. Yep. <laughs>
1: One yes here, the,
0: yes there. yes it's there in the brochure. it's there in the booklet so uh, we we follow functional medicine which is now available and then biomolecular medicine IV nutrition therapy biomolecular medicine is more with the plant based we go with the plants plant molecules hydrosol preparations and all medical ozone therapy flower therapy Homeopathy, prolotherapy, prolotherapy is mainly for pain management in the joints. Uh, acupuncture. it deals with the completely energy systems of the body, uh, the meridians. Again, these meridians are linked up with the organs and the emotions. It is a linking point. If there is an emotional disturbance, it shows its uh, imbalance in the uh, mer- energy meridians and related to the organ. IR sauna bath, it is a best, uh, it is one of the instruments used for detox, detox in a subtle way, it do not push you to the detoxification, uh, plasma rich therapy, which is platelet rich plasma therapy, which is a regenerative therapy, and herbal enemas, rectal root is a very important route of administration, which directly, nourishes and detoxes the liver. It is the best way to reach the liver than the blood first because our colon is m- completely supplied with the portal veins and portal con- direct connection with the portal arteries. So it is the best way to take to detox the liver is through the herbal enemas. So these are the list of the therapies. These are the general systems, uh, general kinds of uh, health disorders we deal with. I, um, we generally, we definitely pay importance to the diagnosis. We take, uh, but we do not believe in naming the disease. See, actually there are skin problems. Generally patients ask, what is the diagnosis? I said, "I say it is a skin disorder. Why to diagnose, I mean, why to give a label and put an inception in the mind? See, if, you, if I say it as a skin disorder and start treating it, Rather than telling you it's a psoriasis and you feel psoriasis, oh my god, it is not curable. You are ready in the mind that it's not curable. That's why I prefer saying it as a skin disorder. That's why if you have observed, I just mentioned the disorders name. I didn't mean, we didn't specifically, specifically say, like, I treat gastritis. We, it all comes under gut disorders. Naming a disease will indirectly put your a label. You categorize yourself it may be just a label given by the doctor but maybe some another doctor can diagnose it in another way so instead of naming it we say it as a disorder the system is in disorder which we need to be ordered so that is how we have that's why we didn't go into the name of the each disease So, and this is the last, these are the our services which we generally give. One is the pulse diagnosis, individual pulse diagnosis. We tell you the whole pro- probable diseases that is possible for you, or probable diseases you have already faced in past. Second is the treatment when you come either for individual disease or for well-being. There are people who come uh, without any issue. Right now they don't have a problem, but they want to, uh, they want to treat for their well-being. There we just uh, realign their uh, Vikruti, which is uh, which is in the process, which is in the process of giving a disease to back to its Prakruti and make them more immune and uh, stress resistant and all. And third is the lifestyle counseling. We give the special diet um, in accordance to the constitution, which is uh, and it doesn't cover only like uh, we don't name the diet. You eat on this day this much food. It doesn't work in that way. We completely divide the diet based on the nature of the diet. Like I I can just give a small example, like nuts and seeds, more of fat content. It is harmful for Vata people. It is better for Pitta and Kapha people. Like that, we categorize. So you have to have nuts in once in 15 days. Vata constitution people will have nuts in once to uh, 15 to 20 days. Then. They will be able to digest it. So, that is completely a different session where we can understand. Uh, here in the lifestyle counseling, we understand your agni, your metabolism factor. Based on that, we tell your diet. If the vata people have the agni in a very, uh, we call visham agni, sometimes high, sometimes it goes low. Like the hunger is like high, low, again high and low. So, there. With that kind of imbalanced Agni, if we give you a heavy diet like nuts and seeds, you will not be able to digest it to the simpler point. You will be able to digest it to some extent and then later it would be in the form of toxin. Neither it would be eliminated out nor it would be utilized. It will stay in the body and then start giving the diseases. So it's again a broad classification on what kind of diet you take and at what frequency that determines your lifestyle. So these are the services which we generally provide. Can I ask a question?
1: Yes. Do, uh, for instance, uh, PTAC people have m- more tendency to get liver problems?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Then I understand. <laughs> so uh, this is our system, uh, this is our clinic which is based mainly on philosophy. So we understand you and then we start your treatment. So. That's it, this is our clinic.